Hey, everyone in. Let's go. Huddle up on three. One, two, three. Huddle, Huddle up. up. No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen. be calling this the save the words that dc fans have been waiting to hear since 1974 the washington capitals are the 2018 stanley cup champions Welcome, everyone, to the Huddle Up Podcast. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! 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 Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Huddle Up Podcast, live here on our Facebook page. It is Wednesday, February 6th, 2019. We have tons to talk about this week, including the best get better, where does Bryce land, and football is still alive. But first, our show is brought to you by Alicia's Pillows and Things, the sponsor of our home network and GSC Sports. Visit their Facebook page where you will find pillows and stools featuring your favorite sports teams as well as your kids' favorite cartoon and movie characters and much more. Head over to NGSCSports.com, find the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage and place your order. And... uh Let's bring in our co-host, Dave. Dave is with us. How you doing, bud? Jim, we're doing well tonight. Uh, over halfway through the work week, so thank goodness for that. Absolutely, man. We are uh, we're cruising through, and uh, just got to fix a little bit of the audio level there. I think we're better. Um, so, obviously, let's jump right into it, although our uh, Hershey Bears up 4-1 to one late in the third. That team's starting to cruise. I'm enjoying that. Um, but let's jump into the uh, the football talk. Obviously, the big game this past Sunday, um, Super Bowl, uh, Patriots win. Brady gets his sixth. The Patriots get their sixth. Belichick gets his sixth. Uh, we know how many they have. Um, Dave, in terms of the game itself, um, I, I know that has probably been the most um, disputed maybe a piece of discussion. A lot of people didn't enjoy the game. Didn't think it was very exciting. Didn't think that it was uh, a great game. I personally enjoyed it. Um, I think in, in a world where we are used to, uh, you know, 44 to 38 type of games, both in college and the NFL, seeing something like this is, is something we're not really used to. And I think that's probably where people's biggest problem with the game itself was because they're not used to seeing a game like this 
Uh, for me, I enjoyed it. Uh, it's kind of like watching a chess match. Um, you know, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't, uh, you know, anything like that. But to me, it, it's it's in a way kind of a, a throwback feel to the uh, to the NFL of old uh, as much as it could be. In, in terms of the game itself, well, you know, what 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 is your take thought on the on, on the actual play? How good was that under Jim? That's all I got to say on that. I mean, uh, that was the first quarter, first half, second half, full game. <laughs> Show me the money. Yeah, yeah. If you if you hit the under uh, in that one, and 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 you know, I I didn't expect this game to go this way because when you go back to to our picks on the on the Facebook page here on on uh, Sunday, and if you're following along with us on the live video, give us uh, give us a share, get as many people in here. Um, you know, on the on the on the post on Sunday, I I thought we were going to hit the over because that's that's the NFL today. You know, it really is. So, um, if, if people like yourselves again hammered that under, um, it was it was a good day. It was a good day for you. Luckily, you know, entertainment purposes only uh, for us over here. So, uh, leave your thoughts in the comment about the game and and and, and your thoughts on it. Um. Just looking at yeah, the, the uh, one one of the things that really struck me, kind of continuing on here, is um, you look at the box score. New England should have won this game by three touchdowns. Sure, I mean they completely dominated the box score, but they had the um, un Brady and Belichick like ability to finish. I mean they they had almost I don't know if they eclipsed four hundred yards, but they were close to four hundred yards in total offense, and they had thirteen points. In four hundred yards in total offense, you're supposed to be pushing thirty. Um, so kind of very interesting on that, that they just had kind of the, um, they were very beatable the way that they played. And, um, I don't know if that's a credit to, to Brady and Belichick that they were still able to win, or if that's a giant discredit to the golf, um, McAvoy kind of duo that they couldn't beat it, but, um, they were very beatable in this game. Yeah, they absolutely were, and 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 it, it was kind of where my my next question was leading. Is this almost felt to me um, like the moment was just a little too big for this Rams offense? Like the you know the defense did their job. You know they um, they got too Brady at times. Uh, they got him to make some uncharacteristic throws. Uh, obviously, to throw a pick at the beginning of the game, the first the first you know pass of the game um is is very unbrady like and and you know the the Rams defense really kind of did their job but on, on on the other side this imaginative offense and 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 all of that that we've heard about all year now again they have not been the same since since Cooper Cup went out uh earlier this season I, I'm not going to say that that's the reason why the Rams didn't win the Super Bowl but that the, the typical uh you know offensive genius uh it just didn't show up so I don't know if it was that the that the moment seemed a little too big uh for the Rams um I mean you also want to give credit to the Patriots defense because you know they showed up and and, and they did what they had to do uh on Sunday um but yeah I mean a dominating game and and it was one of those ones where Second quarter, halftime, even early in the third, the the discussion is as me and my friends were watching it was, 
you know, th- this this is one of those games where the, the Patriots haven't haven't grabbed a hold of it, like you said. But, you know, if, if the Rams can just find something and get something going, I, I don't know that the Patriots can recover. Obviously, the Rams never did. Yeah, Jim, I mean, the, the real question on this whole thing is what the hell is going on with Gurley? I mean, he was pretty much invisible in that game. And, I mean, everything that I have seen says that he was – um, if not healthy, 90-plus percent, which for a Super Bowl means you're healthy. Um, what the Ram, are, are the Rams shifting to go with uh, C.J. Anderson instead of uh, Gurley? Or, like, what's going on there? I mean, his usage was just um, beyond baffling. Yeah, what I, mean, was I it? had information ahead of every ahead of the Super Bowl, and instead of it being published, that he was 100% healthy. And, I mean, I, I put in a Rams plus three ticket, um, thinking that Gurley was going to be healthy and get a, a, a sizable workload. And um, I also put in a C.J. Anderson under ticket. Luckily, that's still cash. <laughs> um, but what the hell is going on with Gurley? I mean, is this an – and I don't want to call, I don't want to, you know, shake the tree before we have to here, but is this a, uh, is this a possible falling out between Gurley and the Rams here? There, there's something crazy going on here, I feel like. The, there, was, there was something I saw yesterday that – um, you know, obviously it was, it was breakdown day, um, at, at, at the Rams facility, obviously the Patriots had their, uh, the, their parade yesterday, but uh, I saw something and, 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 uh, I forget the article, but there's, there's talk that, um, there is a little bit of anger between Gurley and, and the Rams and that Gurley was healthy and, and, you know, two, I think it was two touches in the, in the first half, nine in the second, which is. I mean, both of those numbers uh, dramatically low for for what we've come to know with Todd Gurley. So, um, you know, as a as a fantasy football player who's been riding Todd Gurley for a couple years, and and I still have him as a as a keeper for two more years. Um, this is a this is an off season um, an off season thing that that I, I that I'm really gonna kind of keep an eye on, which uh, we'll get to you know kind of the off season. Uh, storylines here in a little bit um but yeah it's it's that, that that's definitely going to be something to watch Dave now to the to the Patriots side to the winning side um the the Super Bowl MVP uh Julian Edelman obviously the the discussion uh over the past couple days because I think people uh were, were were sounding this drum pretty pretty loudly after the Super Bowl um is that they think Julian Edelman is a Hall of Famer. Um, now, don't get me wrong. Julian Edelman was 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 really good and has been good the last couple of years um, when he hasn't been hurt. But let's 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 remember the Hall of Fame that we're talking about. Terrell Owens and I get there's off this off the field stuff. Um, you know, statistically one of the best that has ever played the game. Um, did not get in on his first ballot. Art Monk who was incredible during his era. Um, it took years for him to get in. These are Julian Edelman's numbers. Uh, he's been in the league since 2009. Um, in the regular season, he has 499 catches for 5,300 yards and 30 touchdowns. Uh, in the in the playoffs, 115 catches for 1,400 yards and five touchdowns. Um, those aren't Hall of Fame numbers. Like, uh, it, it's it's... You know, is he Brady's go-to guy? Sure. Did he put on a hell of a performance on Sunday? Absolutely. Did he 
Um, you know, did he make his presence felt and, and earn the MVP rights? I, 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 he, he was one of the three that I would have uh, been okay with getting the MVP. Uh, but let, let's, anybody that's sounding the Edelman Hall of Fame uh, is, 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 I think, putting things way out, way out of perspective. He is not a Hall of Famer. Good receiver in that offense, absolutely. But I think if, if he leaves New England, um, if he doesn't have Brady, if he doesn't have that system, I, I don't think we – I think he's kind of a Cole Beasley guy. He's going he's gonna to work in spots, but he's nothing super spectacular. Yeah, Jim, I can't disagree with that. I mean, the, the thing that makes Edelman – really good is his ability to run routes and he really thrives against man coverage and that made him look better in the Super Bowl due to um, the Rams going zone or not uh, zone but man a lot instead of zone um, is he Hall of Fame worthy um, at this point I think it's no but he he's also only been in the league 10-ish years or so so I mean you give him another five years in the league and does he creep to Hall of Fame conversation not probably um but what part of that said is is what happens when brady's gone um brady probably doesn't play all five of those years and i mean the the conversation goes both ways does that benefit edelman or does that hurt edelman um a new quarterback who knows type of thing uh it could be that instead of he's averaging what three touchdowns a year right now uh, could be instead of getting those yeah, three ish, he has ish, a yeah. And instead of getting those three with Brady a year, he has 10 with the new guy. And, I mean, you you give him four years at three, and then you get him close to 50 for his career, he's close to Hall of Famer at that point. Um, he's also one of the uh, the best slot receivers of this generation. Um, and, and the thing that's tough with that is that the slot receivers don't get the touchdowns yeah. or the uh, credits for the touchdowns. So um, is he a Hall of Famer at this point in time in my eyes? No. Um, but knowing that he has a couple more years left, does that make him Hall of Fame worthy? Um, potentially. How's that for an answer? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I, yeah, this is this is the early part of his career. You know, not early part of his career, but he, he's kind of coming into his prime. Um, whereas, I mean, and, and Brady and Belichick said they will definitely be back next year. And, um, you know, if, if history or anything proves proves true that um there there's a good chance that, that this team will at least be playing deep uh into into the postseason. Um ratings for the Super Bowl was it was obviously a buzz topic on Monday. Ninety eight point two million. It was down five million um from last year. It was the lowest actually rating number in ten years. Um however if you take into account the the two plus million uh that were streaming uh, that that puts it uh, o- over a hundred million again. Um, I I don't think that the ratings number is 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 like something the NFL should be overly concerned about. I think it's something they should be aware of. But again, in the same time, cord cutting has changed a lot. I mean, you could stream this on the CBS Sports app. You could stream it on CBS All Access. Um, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, do watch parties and go to sports bars and things like that. So um, you're, you're, you're not getting ratings numbers from those, uh, you know, for a, a comparison. Um, last year's State of the Union address had four, 45.6 million. So, you know, you're, you're getting double the audience for, for a bad year uh, in the Super Bowl. And again, too, and I, I think what might play into, into this year's number as well is the fact that you had the Los Angeles Rams. Um, 
the AFC championship ratings numbers were higher in the city of Los Angeles than the NFC championship. Like it's, it's, you know, I don't think, I don't think it's a city that, that cares that much about football. Um, and, and we'll see how it, uh, it continues to play itself out, um, over the, the, the course and the history of, of the, the Rams and the chargers in the city of Los Angeles. So, but I, I don't, I mean, it's, it's still a huge, a hundred million people watch this game, be it streaming or on TV. So, um, I, I don't think it's, it's a, a, a big concern for the NFL. No, I agree, Jim. It's the Super Bowl, so no matter what, then they're going to have their viewers. And realistically speaking, if they got zero viewers and they still collected the ad money, they're pretty happy. True. Um, last bit of to- bit of thought uh, on on this game specifically, and and the the Patriots and and winning this Super Bowl, um, and 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 this run with this at least quarterback coach combination. And obviously the other critical parts that have played in over the years is, is where does to you this Patriots dynasty rank? Cause like it, it's, you know, it, you know, you, you've had the Yankees over the course of, of their hell entire history. You had the seventies, the Steelers, the, the, and I'm not obviously just talking across all sports. You had the, the bulls in the nineties, the 49ers in the eighties, um, Celtics, Lakers, Packers overtime, Cowboys in the nineties. Like where, where to you, Dave, does, does this, does this Patriots run? Where does, where does this rank to you? Jim, it's a, uh, it, it's a hell of a run to say the least. Um, we were kind of discussing this at work and, um, we really couldn't, couldn't, quantify it if that makes sense um it's obviously bigger than a lot of runs that we've seen but the point that um i kept making of course it was me anti-patriots um but how many times have they been challenged for the division if that makes any sense and i could only think of a i think three times in the past i don't know 15 or 20 years that they were challenged and i'm using challenge in air quotes here um regardless they they still have to win an additional game but if the division is easy that's like having buy, I don't want to say buys but um it, it's additional rest and downtime that you have for your starters and that makes a huge difference over the course of an NFL season um not taking anything away from them but just an absolute um absolute factor that has to be considered during this whole thing um, the, the, the Chicago Bulls team was special. Um, the, the Steelers were special and it, it's kind of different eras too. So it's going to be factored right. in uh, as well. Um, this Brady diva dynasty type of thing. And yes, divas included per Dave. <laughs> um, but I think the, the, the thing that's so special about this is how long it has been going on. Yeah. And, and, you know the the thing that i really think makes this somewhat different and and s- somewhat more impressive like uh, similar to you know is blank the best player of all time regardless you know regardless of sport that argument always comes up 
I, I don't necessarily like to play the best ever because I, you hit it. You hit the point that that different eras dictate different things. The thing that has made this really impressive is the current era, not just in the NFL, but in in sports in general. Is you have a I don't want to say greedy culture, but you have a a culture in which you know if a if a player is thriving in 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 a city, whether it's small market or big market, um, when their contract runs up, there you know, that comes up, they, they want big money. They want to be, you know, the highest paid blank of all time. We're, like, I mean, we just heard a couple weeks ago, Patrick Mahomes is going to be set to be the first $200 million contract in the NFL. Um, conversely, Tom Brady has taken pay cuts. Now, don't get me wrong. He's getting paid in endorsements. He's getting paid in uh signing bonuses things like that like I, I don't I don't truly believe that he's you know cutting you know x number of million dollars you know billions of dollars out of his deal whereas and, and I mean also it helps that he's not the breadwinner of his family but you're you're looking at a guy who said look the only way we're going to be able to keep you know building and rebuilding this offensive line and stocking receivers here and defensive parts there is if I don't take that big contract that most quarterbacks do so like the the fact that you can keep not only a player like Tom Brady but keep bringing in parts um over over all of these years. I mean, we're talking 2001 till now. I mean, we're almost 20 years this this franchise um has has been dominating uh the NFL and and whether or not you have the the easy route through through a division is is a point that does you know is 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 extremely valid, but I mean, it's it's impressive nonetheless. So where do they rank all time? I don't know. Um, definitely, definitely one of the best runs that um, that the NFL has ever seen. And and um, I I don't I don't know if we'll ever see something quite like this ever again. Um, just at, yeah, at, Jim, at this the, length of time. The other piece is how uh, how the longevity has happened with the same group of people. I mean. You don't even generally see this longevity in baseball, let alone football. Sure, sure, absolutely. Um, now let's uh, let's let's move to the off season here, Dave. Um, before we do that, I okay. got a real simple question. You have a minute at most to answer this because we're trying to keep this short tonight. Sure. Who makes the Super Bowl first, and why? Between your Cowboys and my Panthers. Um. You can call you can call it bias, but based on based on what just what I saw this year, I, I think the Cowboys are closer. Um, I, I I question Cam's ability to stay healthy. Um, Dak came on late, especially with Amari Cooper. I think the Cowboys are trending up. I think the Panthers are trending down right now. Same to you. I don't really have an opinion. I think both teams desperately desperately need a quarterback and are um, have an absolute freaking top five running back in the backfield on both of the teams and are defense heavy, if that makes sense. Um, I could make an argument for either team, but um, I, I I hate both quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not a Dak guy myself, and I, I've been obviously honest about that over time. Um, I did, I, I think he played better once Cooper came in. Um, curious to see what happens with the new OC and different play calling and stuff like that. 
Um, this this next year is, I mean, it's uh, the Cowboys have already said that that Garrett's basically coaching for his job. So uh, that's usually never a great that's never a great way to go into a season. Um, so let's look at it, Dave. The biggest off season storyline to you is what, and, and I'll I'll go with mine. I think the the biggest off season storyline is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that is a team that um, very quickly went from, you know, one of the premier teams in the AFC and even the NFL to a team that has probably one of the most questionable, um, you know, quite, you know, questionable futures. Um, Antonio Brown, obviously you had, you know, walked out on the team and all of that and, and all of those the, all of that buzz that was happening how much was true how much wasn't we don't know now he has a domestic violence accusation against him uh the rumors are he wants out of Pittsburgh but can you trade him with with those accusations out there obviously the Le'Veon Bell thing what's Ben Roethlisberger's future what's Mike Tomlin's future um I mean for a franchise that has seemed I don't want to say untouchable for for their history but has been pretty clean and and and, and and whatnot. It's it's this is this is going to be an interesting summer in uh, in Western PA. So definitely going to watch um, what exactly goes on with with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You head towards draft time and then camp time in the summer. So Jim, I kind of kind of along your your, your same type of lines. I think my my biggest uh, all season thing is just going to be what happens with some of these question marks. I mean, Todd Gurley for an example. Um, but what are the Eagles going to do with Foles and uh, Wentz? I think Wentz has a year or two left on his deal. Um, what are the Rams going to do with Goff? Um, he's looked horrendous in the majority of their playoff games, a lot of those type of questions. I mean, what's going to happen with Jameis Winston down in Tampa Bay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just kind of playing along those same type of things. I mean, I, I don't want to say the, the easy way out thing or what ifs, but if I had to narrow it down a little bit further, it would be, you know, what's going to go on with a lot of these running backs that have the, the question marks? I mean, Gurley, you have Bell, you have uh, Dalvin Cook with some question marks up in Minnesota there health-wise. Um, you, you, do you know what I mean? That There's just a yeah, lot of question there, marks. I mean, the Eagles, absolutely. locally speaking, the Eagles really desperately need a running back. And um, can you imagine if the Eagles landed Gurley, what your uh, Cowboys would feel like? Well, I mean... I mean, it's hard to argue against a guy who's won the rushing title two of the last two of his first three years and was only like a hundred some yards short when he had a six game suspension. So, I mean, I I, I still like my Zeke, um, but yeah, I mean, with with well, to 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 Nick Foles, we we'll touch on that in just a second. But um, yeah, there's there's a lot of question marks out there, uh, and. You know, I you know, quarterbacks and running backs are, are always kind of those uh those critical positions. But if, if you look at what the Steelers did with James Conner and, and I don't even remember Connor's backup, um but if if I'm a running back who is at the end of my contract and I'm looking for big money, I, I hate what James Conner did this year because, you know, he kind of he kind of made a point that if you build the pieces around the running back position, you can have a you know, hot running back coming out of college or, or in their first couple of years, uh, you don't need to necessarily invest thirty million or more in into a running back. So that that has a sting for them. 
Uh, but yeah, just, definitely just a lot of question marks. But Dave, in terms of Nick Foles, which you which you uh, mentioned, and what did the Eagles do? Uh, the Eagles had exercised their one year option on him. Uh, Nick Foles has elected to buy out that option for the for two million dollars. So Nick Foles will become a free agent. Um, so kind of the the question I had, and I can't remember if we we kind of buzzed on this a couple weeks ago. Um, where do you think Foles lands? Because um, I think there's a team in Jackson. I, I really, uh, if, if I had to put money on it, um, I, I, I could, I could really see him landing in Jacksonville because at, at this point in his career and, and, and where teams are, I think he's going to end up with one of those teams that is on the brink potentially, you know, that, that it has, has talent throughout the roster that just needs needs kind of one piece needs that quarterback piece. Um, I mean, obviously Jacksonville had a terrible year coming off the AFC title game a season ago, but I I think the talent is at least there, um, and 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 the quarterback wasn't. So I I could see a team if it's not Jacksonville, kind of like them that uh, that that makes the run at Nick Foles. Yeah, Jim, I don't think you have a uh, bad thought process there. Um, there's obviously some other teams that have to be considered. I mean, you have um, some health questions at some other teams. What about Washington? Um, sure. What about out in the West Coast, uh, San Francisco? Um, I can't remember their quarterback names last year, but uh, hurt a major injury. Yeah, Garoppolo. Uh, is he 100% healthy? Um I, again, I don't know. I, I agree 100% with the logic. You've got to have a quarterback or you got to have a team that's close and ready to come in. But um, what about down in Tampa Bay? Um, and I'm just throwing teams out there, of course. But, uh, you know, Tampa Bay's not far off with a semi-competent quarterback and a decent draft. Yeah, I, I don't know. And that's going to be one of those things, we you know, we talked about. You mentioned about the, the question marks with, with Winston is, is where – where is Tampa Bay with uh, with Jameis Winston and, and and you know that that's a question that's going to need to be answered. They they certainly have talent on the offensive side of the ball, so you know the, it. There's there's definitely there's definitely places for Nick Foles to land. We we know that it's, it's a matter of where he will now. Will he be successful? That's where I have my questions. Like. You know, he he was he was good in Philly in the early part of his career. Elsewhere, he was not, and there was a reason he was contemplating retirement. So, you know, just if I'm a, if I'm a Nick Foles buyer, I need to look at the whole package, not just you know a two year span that doesn't even equal a uh, a a full season's worth of games. You know, with this Eagles team, like I think you know he kind of caught magic. And, uh, and and I'm not taking away from the run that he had. I mean, it was it was impressive, and there was part of me that was afraid of what was happening again this year. Uh, but it, um, you know, it, it's it's. I, I would just I would just be cautious if I'm a team picking Nick picking up Nick Foles. Um, I think it's all about the deal that you sign him to and the length of the time and the amount you're paying him. I mean, a one year deal for more money versus a five year deal, two different stories. Yeah, I think it's going to be. I would imagine wherever he goes, it's it's going to be a shorter term deal. It would be my guess. Um, 
Last piece, Dave, on the uh, on the NFL uh, favorites for the Super Bowl next year in Miami. Um, you have the Chiefs at six to one are your uh, are your leading favorite. The Rams, Saints, and Patriots at eight to one. Chargers, Bears, Steelers at fourteen to one. Um, Vikings, Packers, Cowboys, sixteen to one. Eagles, Ravens, Colts, Browns, Browns. Texans and Seahawks at twenty to one. Uh, your Panthers sixty to one, uh, along with the Titans, Broncos. Um, you have a handful of teams at a hundred to one, and the Dolphins um, are the uh, the least likely to um, to end up playing at home in the Super Bowl. They are three hundred to one odds. Obviously, uh, you know a lot will change between now. Uh, and next season, but uh, those are those are your early odds. Um, I mean, hard hard to argue with the teams that are up there near the top. Uh, maybe Pittsburgh. I think I think Pittsburgh again, like I said, is probably the the one that may change the most depending on what this off season looks like. Yeah, I agree. Pittsburgh's very interesting. Um, Cleveland's interesting at twenty to one. Obviously, that's a uh, product of a lot of people believing in Baker right now. Um, the, the, the team that has some intrigue to me is the Atlanta Falcons. Um, this team on paper is very good and played significantly under what they should have this year. Um, so you always like to get the teams that are down in a little bit of value. Um, one thing that you have to do in betting futures, um, putting on my gambling hat, of course, mm-hmm. is you need to, you need to figure out, look at their schedule and who they're playing. Um, being a being a number one team from the prior year, um, and that's a division winner, means that you're going to play the other division winners in your conference, and your schedule is, in theory, significantly harder. Um, so what you want to do is you want to find that team, cough the Falcons, um, that did not win their division and ideally finished in third place but played much better than that. Um, they are a pretty good team, uh, and I don't know their status of a lot of their guys, but um, – they're a pretty good team and uh, significantly underachieved this year. Um, but point proven that I think they finished in third in that division with the Panthers beating the Saints last weekend of the year. Um, they might have actually finished in fourth, but depending on what Tampa Bay did. I'm not positive there. Um, but that's going to vastly improve the strength of their non-divisional schedule um, and improve the strength in, in a way that uh, they are going to have an easier route, if that makes sense. So um, you, you've got to consider half, half of uh, futures betting is picking the team that wins and half of it is giving yourself value. Um, if I can get someone at 30 to one and they make the playoffs, I'm happy as hell because I can hedge that all day and all night in the playoffs. And um, would I love to hit a 30 to one shot to win the, the Super Bowl? Absolutely. But would I love to have a 30 to one shot in the playoffs and guarantee myself profit? You'd better believe it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, some good advice there, Dave, let's, uh, let's buzz off the NFL. Uh, just going to hit a couple more things real quick here, kind of go rapid fire a bit. Um, and then, uh, and then we're going to close it up. Um, football isn't done though. Uh, the NFL season is, is put to bed, but, uh, this weekend, the Alliance of American football starts up. They have two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. I'm pretty sure that's the, the routine for the, uh, for the entire season. Uh, we, I know we posted the, the full schedule both on our Twitter uh, at Huddle Up Podcast and then, of course, right here on the Facebook page. Um, so it's Saturday night. Um, both games are on CBS. 
Um, and then, uh, and then you have, uh, Sunday games, I think are on CBS sports and TNT and, uh, NFL network is broadcasting games. So, uh, you have San Diego at San Antonio, Atlanta at Orlando, uh, both on Saturday at eight o'clock Memphis at Birmingham, uh, Sunday at four and Salt Lake at Arizona Sunday, uh, at 8 PM. All of those are Eastern time. Um, but, uh, Dave, the, the real question I have, and, and again, to kind of keep your, uh, gambling hat on here is is there is there any like smart way to 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 gamble on I mean and it's kind of a funny statement in and of itself um but but a smart way to to attack gambling on a new league like we don't know anything about I mean you can look at the rosters but you don't know anything about these teams and how they're going to perform in this and that is it one of these things where you don't touch anything the first week and see how teams look and then go from there? Or um, do you just kind of throw caution to the wind? Like, how, how would you advise anybody uh, if they're thinking about moving anything on, on this new league? So I would not touch it is my advice. Um, however, with the, the key to gambling, um, the way I see it, aside from picking win to, winners, is you want to bet on you, you, you want to bet on sides that you think have value. So if you think that, um, and I have absolutely no clue on any of this um, a league is starting up, so I'm talking completely out of left field on, on things here. Um, so I'm going to use the NFL as an example. But if you think that Cam Newton is a surefire fire stud and no one knows about him, um, cue Patrick Mahomes this year, um, and, and you see that his his Kansas City Chiefs. So Kansas City Chiefs, the, the first week of the year, are on the road, and they're they're a three-point underdog, as they should be for home field, and, and that's it. And you say, hey, there's no way that the Chiefs lose this game because Patrick Mahomes is, is one of the you know uh, top top five quarterbacks in the league this year, and he should be at least a pick or something like that. Well, hell, you got three points of value. You give me three points of value in the NFL, I'm betting it every day of the week. Um, so with that being said, um, I will tread very cautiously on this and probably not touch it for a while. Um, but if you know it and you know, you know, hey, Tim Tebow is actually a really great quarterback and just no one knows about him yet, well, then, hell, you're dumb not to play him if you think you have value. All right, there you go. Um, real quick, Dave, looking over the uh, the NHL standings, the Islanders, the Lightning the Winnipeg Jets and the Calgary Flames lead their divisions um, as this the second half of the season kicks off. Um, if you had to pick one team out of those four, the Islanders, the Lightning, the Winnipeg Jets, and the Calgary Flames, that um, is least likely to be standing come uh, May and June. Who do you think is the least likely to uh, make any sort of a, a shot at a run? Um, that's going to go purely off of emotion right now, and that would be the Tampa Bay Lightning because the cocksuckers are 40-10 and 10 in hitting the first period over, <laughs> and I've had three of the ten losses, and I've played them four times. <laughs> so I'm bitter. Fair enough. So uh, screw you, Lightning Bolts. Well, that and I mean they they are out in front of the entire league at eighty one points uh, in in fifty three games played. I mean it's we know from experience that um, 
that 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 doesn't usually bode well come uh, April and May. Um, for me, I think it's um, I think it's probably the Calgary Flames. I would love to say the Islanders because like me and Uncle Mitch have been tweeting back and forth. Like we we truly believe that the capital until proven otherwise, the Caps and Penguins are going to play in the second round, and uh, the winner of that like they did the for the past what three or four seasons um have gone on to uh to raise lord stanley which our boys did most recently um but i i, I just who, who is the reigning stanley cup champion i forget that would still be the washington capitals that would still be the washington capitals um who, who is the reigning super bowl champion hint they do not reside in pennsylvania uh, yeah i mean that would be the new england patriots they are it is no it is no longer a question that can hurt big jim um uh, I, I just think I don't know that Calgary Calgary doesn't have the experience to, to I think hold up through it. And you look at the teams, um, you know, San Jose knows how to you know knows how to at least get past the, the couple rounds. Vegas obviously we went to the finals last year. Winnipeg, Nashville, you know, these are teams. Side that, note, Jim, what's that? I am out in Vegas. The Holly and I are out in Vegas the second weekend of April. How nice. much money am I going to drop on playoff tickets for the Vegas Knights? Because not only is it playoff tickets, but sports betting's legal out there, so the tickets are going to be free, or Dave's going to be hurting times <laughs> a lot. I'll say whatever amount it is, um, you're, you're going to do it. So kudos to you. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think the, I think Calgary is probably the least likely to uh, to be standing come late. Um, and, and Dave, finally, obviously the, the ongoing saga that seems like it will never end is, uh, where is Bryce Harper going to land? Like it, it seemed that it was going to start narrowing itself down. And then all of a sudden the, uh, what was it? The, the, the giants popped in, the Padres jumped into the, into the pool. So, um, look at, look ahead to, uh, you know, next month or, or the following month when opening day rolls around. Where is Bryce Harper playing in 2019? I think he's going to be a Philadelphia Philly. I, I am uh, pretty convinced of that. Uh, but there's th- this whole offseason has been so odd to me. Like, you have a lot of big names, uh, Harper and uh, Machado, to say the least. But neither have signed yet. And right. Like you're only a week away from pitchers and catchers reporting. Like this is, this is just uh, odd to me. If that makes sense, like I can't remember a last time that there was this many unknowns this late into the season. I mean, when you want your star player to be there and starting to learn things at this point, it just seems odd to me. You would think. You would think. Yeah, I, 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 I still think that he ends up a Philly. I, I think that this is a bit of, um, kind of a leveraging point that, that that he's working on here that um is uh is trying to maybe get a little bit more money um which if if, if and every Phillies fan I know does not want Manny Machado so um if uh if if, if you're in that camp that this is probably a good thing because they're gonna they're gonna probably blow the entire budget on on Bryce Harper so uh that that I would put my money on that Dave our Hershey Bears did win tonight four to two um, and they are starting to climb out of the basement. They're although they're up to sixth uh, in the division and are only uh, a couple of points now out of a uh, out of a playoff spot as the uh, second half of the AHL season rolls on. 
Um, so it looks like we might have more fun than just the Washington Capitals uh, to pay attention to. But um, this team's dangerous, man. This team they is are dangerous. Dude, you like, and I have been saying it for uh, a couple months now, but this team is uh, from the, the be- Bears team's dangerous. Yeah, from the beginning of the year, um, the first time that I saw him, I was like, this. If this team can can find an identity with this coach, like I love the coach, by the way, I love the new coach. Um, but I, I thought th- this team has jump and spark, and uh, and I love the way they played. They they struggled. They were in the basement. They looked like they were just kind of floundering, and and they're starting to put it together. And it's uh, it, it's it's very reminiscent, in my opinion, Dave. And it, it, it's going to bring kind of chills up our spine, but it reminds me of the uh, the Hamilton team in uh, in in '07 that that ended up winning the cup um, because it's just you know there, there's a great combination of veterans, but you have a lot of young guys that are hungry for it and uh, and great goaltending. So um, it, I think it's going to be a fun couple of months here in Central PA. Obviously, the Caps always keep it interesting. So. Um, Dave, if you want to give people where they can follow you uh, on Twitter, and then we're gonna uh, we're gonna work our way out of here and call it a night. Yeah, man, we're at uh, Huddle Up, Dave, and uh, we're we're tweeting once a week. It seems like, but uh, we gave you a four and two on the uh, Super Bowl props. So um, hopefully, you're able to have a couple beers on me because uh, four and two is good any day of the week, any way you slice it. So, uh, Jimmy, we'll talk to you uh, when we talk to you, and. Uh, We'll be in touch. We like uh, Patrick Reed in the PGA this week, so uh, 30 to 1. Lock it up. There you go. Lock it in, Dave. We'll talk to you. Uh, We'll talk to you soon next time we're on the air. So that's going to do it for us here, guys. We appreciate it. A little bit uh, bit of a quick mover tonight, but uh, we're going to keep checking in. Stay, Stay tuned to our social media. Facebook and Twitter are both at Huddle Up Podcast. I am at Big Jim Sports. Not going to do every week. Um, during the football offseason. We're going to check in from time to time, talk some hockey, talk some baseball, um, and, and much more. And uh, So just uh, pay attention to our social media for when we're going to do stuff. Make sure you are following along with our home network and GSC Sports and their sponsor and the sponsor of this show, Alicia's Pillows and Things. Check out their Facebook page where you will find home decor uh, at prices you will not be able to beat. Uh, there you'll find pillows and stools featuring favorite sports teams. You will see sets with your kids' favorite cartoon or movie characters, as well as neck and full body pillows. Log on to NGSCSports.com. Find the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage in place in your order. Thank you all for tuning in. Until next time, stay safe, stay smart, go for the win. <laughs>